It's the Game Day Tailgate Show with Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. From the network pregame show with Sylvie Lance and Dion inside Gato from Soldier Field. Bears and Cardinals 325. Also, not only do we carry the game, we have four hours of postgame coverage tonight. So as you're getting ready for Christmas, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, enjoying the holidays, watching NFL football, have you asked me on 1000 on either in the background, on the app? Yeah, it's it, perfect the, with the app. Listen, the cooking. family. If the family's annoying, throw the, the AirPods in, <laughs> yeah. throw the app on, boom, you're set all Perfect. night. Works you, great. Yeah, it's great. It's, done it it's, many a time. It's outstanding. So so there you go. We have a uh, 325 kickoff, the Cardinals and the Bears on the lakefront, Soldier Field. As the Bears go for their sixth win of this season, and like I said, we're about 28 minutes away from the network pregame show with Sylvie and Lance and Dion. Stop on by and say hello uh, inside Gate O. Chris Black, Tyler Aki, Tyler's filling in for Abdallah today as we'll get you ready and get you set for Bears and the Cardinals. Earlier this week on our show Bears Night in Chicago, TJ Edwards had a chance to hang out with us. And we started the conversation by talking about the Browns loss and what was the feeling in the locker room after the Browns game. Yeah, it was tough, no doubt about it. Um, you know, that one that one hurt. I think it was uh it was dead silent in there, you know, after just because um, you put so much into it, man, and uh, played played so well for uh, so long, and then to, you know come up short at the end is tough. It's always tough, and um, you know. But we we were right back in there today, and uh, you know we got right back to work, and that's that's really all we can do right now is just get back to work and, and fix what happened, and um, keep on moving forward. That's what uh, a few of the questions to Matt Eberflus were today in his press conference was: How does he keep you guys? Uh, motivated for these next three games. Obviously, the playoff implications from the loss yesterday. It's got a lot of things have to fall your guys' way to make the playoffs. But he said, you know, just focusing on the guy next to you. What was his message to you guys today uh, as far as the next three games go? Yeah, it was, I mean, honestly, um, you know, in terms of, you know, what lies ahead, all we can focus on is this week, you know, and um, we, we were very critical of the of the tape that we watched today, and um, which is something I can appreciate because I think it'd be easy to, you know, people just to be hurt from what happened, and uh, but we looked at it with a critical eye, and uh, I, th- I think everyone looked in the mirror and just took accountability, which is which is what you want. And um, you know, we we got right back to it. We we you know put in some of our game plan for uh, this week, and um, you know we can't really focus on you know in terms of playoffs what that all looks like. You know, for us, we we play this game for for pride. You know, no matter what our record is, no matter what's going on. Um, and we're just, we're going to keep doing that, no doubt. When you guys watched back today, uh, what was the biggest uh, point to kind of bring out of what you guys saw on tape? Uh, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of you know points in the game to where um, you know we quite just didn't make a play when we needed to, and uh, especially in the, that fourth quarter, you know, that's when it all kind of comes down. I think on, on defense we were solid for most of the game, but um, when it came down to it in the fourth, we didn't get them off the field when we needed to, and um, give our offense that extra possession and go win it and at the end of the day our offense still got down there and almost had a chance there at the end but uh, I think just as a team you know we got to find a way to execute at the end and find a way to make a play when we need it and um, that's that's really what you can focus on for sure. Iberflus also mentioned the uh, the 24-hour rule mm-hmm. so like now that you guys have 
you know, put the, the tape behind you and everything. Um, is it still, you know, somewhat in the back of your mind? Because this isn't the first time this season where you guys have had a lead late into a game and then end up losing that game. Does it still, like, creep into the back of your mind when you're out there, like, against the Cardinals coming up or the Falcons or the Packers at the end of the game? Or is it completely just wipe it out and then just focus on what you're doing right there? Uh, I mean, I think it would be, you know, unrealistic or... You know, I, again, you know, we're we're human as well, and you know, we feel those things. So I think it's it's hard not to um, think about just because, again, man, I, you know, that was a, it was a great week of prep. It was everything went as expected, and um, just couldn't couldn't quite finish it at the end. So I mean, I mean, me personally, you know, that one will will stick with me for a bit, but it's not going to affect how I move forward with how I play or, or how I. Um, you know, communicate with my teammates or anything like that, and um, that's football, man. That's the league. You know, crazy things happen every single week, and uh, you got to be ready to get back out there and, and play your best game again on Sunday. Is this something where you look at the younger guys in the room and say, like, "Hey, this is motivation for the future"? Yeah, I think again, like anytime you're a, you're a younger guy in these situations, you're just all you're doing right now is constantly learning. You're going through all these situations. You're um, learning from the vets in terms of how they respond and things like that, and. Um, as veterans, you know, the best way that we can respond is being the same people we've been from the start of the year, right? You know, going into work, putting our head down and um, taking care of our bodies, taking care of our mental to, to show these guys that um, at the end of the day, like, there's another good team coming here on Sunday and we got to go play a, another good game. And um, that's, that's where our focus is at, for sure. You guys played really well defensively, you know. Uh, all the turnovers, 14 points off of those turnovers. You know, we talked a little bit last week about what has changed in the room, and obviously you guys had Montez Sweat. He's a huge yeah. addition. But what was it like playing in that defense uh, this week without Yannick Ngakwe for the first time, you know, in a, in a while with him not out there? Yeah, uh, it, it's I mean, it's tough. Yann was a, was a huge piece of, you know, what we do in, on the edge. But um, you saw a lot of guys step up in terms of Demarcus Walker and um, Dom Robinson came in and, and obviously Tez just he's a monster man he is he's definitely what um everyone thought he was in terms of what he can do man he's uh yeah it's it's definitely you know you feel better going out there on the field with him no doubt but um no i thought you know for the most part you know we, we played a really good game and um it was a lot of fun man we were flying around it was it was just it was grimy out there it was muddy it was it was cold uh kind of just how just how we like it to be honest so it was it was a good time and um, it's got to find a way to do at the end there. No you doubt. looked like you were having a great time. Yeah. And, and, you know, my perspective, and I'm sure Adam agrees with us, and many who are here to, to see you agree. We like having you as a Chicago Bear. It's, it's <laughs> I appreciate fun. It. No, seriously. I appreciate it. I told him I was going to say this. <laughs> you, you seem like you care, and I appreciate the work that you put in. No, I mean, I again, man. I this is this is how I grew up, right? Yeah. This is what I this is what I did every Sunday was watch the Bears play, and um, so to be a, be a part of it, the Bears, yeah, to be a part <laughs> of it is special, man. So uh, you know, just like anything else, man, I want to give it my all and see yeah. see what happens at the end. No, no. I said it to Waddle and Sylvie earlier: the forced fumble, interception for the touchdown between you and Edmonds, I was like, oh, that's that's very Briggs and Urlacher-like. Yeah. Like, that was, was very was cool. Briggs and Urlacher-like <laughs> to see you guys. And then last night, I was at dinner uh, with my stepfather. He's an Eagles fan. 
diehard Eagles fan, yeah. had season tickets for a while, and he was like, oh, we shouldn't have let him get away. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't have let him get away. So we're happy you're yeah. here. He's no not doubt. happy that, that you're here. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. Well, we, we told you last week, we're uh, trying to campaign for you to get to the Pro Bowl. So <laughs> I appreciate we're, that. We're, we're, we're putting, <laughs> I appreciate we're putting that. the message Everybody retweet there. it, right? Yeah. Retweet is a vote. Everybody retweet it. Come on. Uh, from, from the highlights to probably the lowest uh, moment for the defense, uh, take us through the third and 15 uh, from the 47. And Joku gets behind Jones. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're right there to his side. Take, uh, from a fan's perspective, take us through the play. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a got-to-have-it play. So something, um, again, where we knew we were kind of going to bring some type of pressure just to try to get the ball out quick. And um, unfortunately, they made a good play. You know, they um, kind of found the spot. And, and, again, it's kind of one of those where it never truly comes down to one play. Um, but that one's tough, and and again, man, they they executed a good play. So hats off to them. There's really, you know, again, I'm sure we could do some things different, but again, it never comes down to one play. Um, so it's kind of how it goes. Was that something that uh, it, it's a play that's called? Eberflus talked about it when he was on the radio station mm-hmm. earlier today. It's called in different situations. Is that in a normal situation? Are you expecting the crossing receiver to always? try and stick closer to the line of scrimmage so then it gives an easier throw to the quarterback is is that what was strange about it or was it the fact that Flacco continued to backpedal yeah. and kind of toss it up into the air yeah I think that was the the tough part right on that normally the ball gets out a, a little quicker but he, he actually made a, a good play just by kind of buying a, a half a second of time and um letting letting Joku get behind you know the coverage a bit um so kind of one of those just got extended and uh they made a good play you know and Joku's a good player when he gets the ball in his hands so um yeah just just kind of one of those for sure he might not have the arm strength or has ever had any mobility, but there's got to be something about Joe Flacco having the, the good football mind, and that seemed to be where he kind of, when he needed to use it, he had that yeah. in him. What was it like facing Joe Flacco yesterday? Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, so I was with him uh, when I was in Philly. I want to say my rookie year rookie or second year um but it was pretty wild to me that he was like running around i'm like this is this is nuts right now this dude's like scrambling around um but he i mean he's got he can make every throw you know he's seen again he's seen a lot of a lot of football so there's not a lot that's gonna fool him um but yeah i was i mean honestly my hat's off to him because i was more impressed that he was moving out of the pocket and um you know doing some of those things that we haven't we haven't seen at all so um and that's again you know they they were Clearly had some type of plan for it, just in terms of extending plays a bit and um, executing. Well, you guys got home and you got pressure for yeah. most of the game, and you you guys are having a lot of success on it. And yeah. I, I think that's where, you know, we're just sitting on the couch watching these games, and it feels like around the league, no matter how good the defense is, when it gets too late in the fourth quarter, the offenses in the league find a way to get yardage and to get into the end zone, and yeah. and that's. You know, it's tough to watch as a fan because you're thinking no lead is a, a big enough lead. Right, is that, is right. that something that you guys were kind of thinking in the back of your head uh, on the sideline as well, that, like, we need to get something else here in the mid-fourth quarter, early fourth quarter to, to kind of push us over the top? Uh, I mean, you know, we've had our fair share of heartbreaks in the fourth quarter, so I don't think anyone was uh, complacent or 
conf- not I wouldn't say confident, but anyone was satisfied with where we were at. We definitely wanted to um, extend the lead and things like that. But um, again, man, I thought their defense did a good job of getting getting our offense off the field, and, and their offense, you know, they, they drove the ball at the end there, and um, really on two drives to to go win it. So um, again, man, it's, it's all stuff that we can control, and, and all stuff that uh, we could have been better on, no doubt. And um, that's that's what we looked at today and, and got right back to it. They're they're a good team. So yeah. like they, this is the yeah. other thing. Like somehow and they they flash the graphic on television while you guys are playing that you know it, it's unusual for a team with that record to have four different starting quarterbacks throughout yeah. a season. And and so like I know Joe Flacco was not in the league a couple weeks ago, and he's a backup to the backup to the backup. Yeah. But they're a really talented group. And, and so it's all over the field. It's Njoku at tight end. It's their defense is stellar. I mean, like, what did you see from the defensive side? You, I know you guys are kind of studying on what you need to do when you get yeah. back on the field. But what do you see from their defense and their ability to attack? Yeah, um, I mean, actually, you know, I know a couple guys over there and uh, played under Jim Schwartz for, for two years. So I know his his play style is very aggressive, and he's going to, um, you know, he, he's, he's a really good coach in terms of dialing up pressure and a certain looks. And, um, yeah, man, I thought, you know, they were flying around. It's a, like you said, it's a really good football team, you know, from top to the bottom, from special teams to uh, offensive weapons, defensive weapons. I mean, uh, Miles Garrett is, is everything you think he is, no doubt. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're a handful for sure, and I think, you know, again, you get a guy like Joe Flacco who can manage the game and, um, you know, try not to, you know, make mistakes for his team. It's, it's a, it's a tough team to beat, and um, we still feel like we, we probably should have got him, which is, you know, what we're encouraged about because we know that uh, we're a good team too, and we got good pieces as well. And, um, you know, they just, they got the better of us that game for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Eberflus in his press conference today also rattled off the stats. 12 interceptions, 14 total takeaways since week 11, 14 points off of those turnovers yesterday, and you've outscored opponents 39 to nothing in the third quarter. We mentioned it a little bit last week, but there's got to be, like, I don't know if you guys are getting the, the Michael Jordan, like the secret juice or whatever it is <laughs> yeah, at halftime, sauce, yeah. but there's something <laughs> going on at halftime where you guys come out in the, in the third quarter and are just playing absolute lights out is that adjustments is that just you know being more familiar with your opponent after a half of football what goes into being so successful in that third quarter yeah i think it's a it's a combination of both i mean um you know every and we've talked about this a bit but every team has their you know first 15 set of plays in terms of um really scheme beaters that you think you're going to see so you don't really see those plays on film or anything like that and you kind of have to adjust to what they're trying to do how they're trying to attack you um and i think our coaches do a really really good job of that at halftime of making those adjustments and um getting us in the right looks to to go execute and again i think it's just us understanding how they're trying to attack us and um bunkering down i mean i think that's what that's what i'm so proud of honestly this team in general is we adjust and we um try to find a way to make plays in the second half for sure yeah and that, and that's where it's like it's impressive to see the change throughout the game and then also the defense allows the offense to stick in the game and and yesterday you guys are the ones that scored put points on the board you take the lead and yep. it seemed like everything was moving in the right direction and and it, it it just sucks because it was you. all right there. <laughs> I'm with you. And, and like, that's yeah, what we were taking phone calls on uh, to the fans is that, like, it, it seemed like you guys were playing not a perfect game, but uh, you were excelling at what the team wanted to do. Defensively, you guys were dictating what was happening on the field. Yep. And the offense, even though they're going up against a really tough 
opponent. They yeah. they were having some success yep. in the first half. And I think like that's where we get to Justin in the quarterback position. Like in the first half he was playing well and yep. if a couple of plays are made for him, it looks like a totally different day. The Robert Tunyon drop over the over the right side down the sideline. You know, Mooney unfortunately had the football in his chest on the Hail Mary pass. Like there's a couple of items that if plays are made offensively, this is a different conversation, a different vibe in the city today. Yeah, I mean that is uh, that is the NFL. That is that's how you're judged, right? Wins or losses um, doesn't really matter how it looked. Just matters on uh, the result. And um, again, you know, I think like you said, like we make a couple of those plays. No one's really talking about um, these things that we're talking about right now. But um, that's just that's just how it goes, unfortunately. And um, again, man, you you gotta you gotta understand that the effort that everyone's putting into this it's not like people are going out there and just uh jogging around trying to get through the day you know people this is their livelihood and um you know again even the the hail mary to understand how tough of a play that is to make when you're getting pushed and falling backwards um so it's definitely easier said than done if some things would have you know went our way but um fortunately i didn't and we got to find a way to respond i wanted to say different animal that you guys face this week but joe flacco was running around there like (laughs) he's got moves but he's not kyler (laughs) i know he's not kyler you guys face kyler murray this week yeah you know and the cardinals what's it like to face a quarterback that's you know, smaller, mobile, can still make throws, that kind of thing in Kyler Murray. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's problems for sure. You know, that guy is, uh, you know, they, they paid him a lot of money for a reason. You know, he makes a lot of things happen and uh, can can put the ball anywhere he wants in terms of throwing and, and he extends a lot of plays. Um, it'll be cool, though. You know, uh, Jonathan Gannon, their head coach, was our, was my D.C. last year and the linebacker coach is there. My linebacker coach is there, uh, defense coordinator now. So it'll be, it'll be cool to see those guys, but, um, yeah, I definitely... I definitely want to go get this one for sure. Have you faced Kyler Murray before? Yeah, played him. Or actually, um, no, no, actually never have. Because um, because Adam said like he's he's when did he get out last? When was he out last year? He only played in what? Three, yeah, not many three games. Not many right? games last year. Because like the thing that I think is so remarkable about him is he's shorter, but yeah. he's like he's stocky. He he's he's yeah. like a bowling ball, yep. and like like that's where like um, a lot of the pre a lot of the pre draft okay. conversation hanging into last year's draft was about Bryce Young because he's yep. shorter, but Bryce Young is thin. Yeah, not not like Kyler. Like Kyler, you, you can tell like when you see him in person, like he's he's a thick yeah. player. You know, he's built. No, he is. Um, and again, I think they're they do some different things with him now. Just. Um, you know, they. I think early on in his career, he's taken a lot of a lot of big shots and things like that. So, I think they rely a little more on their their running game and um, things like that. Just trying to get the ball out of his hands a little bit, a little quicker. But again, when he when he doesn't see anything, he's he's ready to roll. And you gotta one, you gotta catch him, and two, you gotta you gotta bring it when you hit him. So, um, it'll be a challenge, man. But I'm I'm excited for this one. I go back home and um, go get a win. Final thoughts as far as what you're looking for the team to kind of bounce back with against the Cardinals this weekend. Yeah, I mean, one, I think we're just excited to go back home and, um, you know, play in front of our fans again. And, uh, again, man, 325 gives gives, a, gives the fans a little more time to, you know, get things going early on in the day and things like that. to <laughs> make stay it a, warm, right? Yeah, yeah, make it, a, make it a good environment, a little liquor blanket for sure. But, um, no, man, we're, we're looking to bounce back in a, in a big way. We're excited to that we get another opportunity, man. Again, we, we've we worked so hard for, for so long, and 
um, you know, eventually we know these things will pay off, and uh, we, we also know that these are all, you know, must-win games. So um, we're excited, and um, I think we're going to put on a show for sure. There he is, TJ Edwards on Bears Night in Chicago with Black and Abdal last Monday night. Uh, looking forward to getting back on the lakefront. That's right, for uh, those of you in the south lot, uh, north end zone, pregame, tailgating, getting ready, uh, he's talking to you. Uh, that these 325 games allow you a little extra time to indulge before you head into the stadium. And TJ Edwards this season has been fantastic. What a move by Ryan Poles to sign TJ Edwards in the offseason. Right now, heading into action today, Edwards is the sixth leading t- tackler in the NFL. There's only one guy ahead of him in the NFC, Bobby Wagner. Uh, he has about seven more tackles at this moment. But what a season so far for TJ Edwards. I mean, the value is there. What did they get? Three years, $13 million yeah. on, on TJ Edwards to be one of the best linebackers that we've seen in football this year. He's been awesome. And not just that, but how about the interception that last week from Tremaine Edmonds? That was forced by TJ Edwards laying the hit down yeah. to kind of jar that ball loose, and it, it just pops right into the hands of Edmonds. I, I wasn't kidding when I said it to him when he was sitting there with us. Is like He has easily become one of my favorite players on the team. Yeah, because he does everything. Thing. He he's stops in the run game. He's got a couple interceptions. He's recovered some fumbles. Like He's everywhere on the field, and you're seeing the vision of what Ryan Poles has set out for this defense. He, he's a guy that just brings his lunch pail to the stadium and yeah. is ready to do work. Yeah. Like, like, there's no, like, the one thing that I admire about him is, like, there's rarely, like, mistakes. You know, mm-hmm. like, sometimes a corner yeah. could be on an edge and they're left alone. They, they, they blow the coverage or a safety or, you know, sometimes a miss of the quarterback or something like TJ Edwards is just there to make plays, mm-hmm. and he's done a great job. So uh, he was fantastic last Monday night. Black and Abdallah, weeknight 6 to 8. Tyler Aki filling in for Adam Abdallah today here on ESPN 1000. Bob and Juliet, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Bob? Thanks for taking the call. I hope to see TJ Edwards get one more monster contract in his career, yeah. uh, hopefully with the uh, Bears. Uh, great guy. Um, Hey, the NFL, in my opinion, is lousy uh, this year. Uh, hard to say that. Um, e- even my coworker gambling buddies have bowed out for the last uh, several weeks. And then uh, finally, uh, I disagree with Tyler as far as Jalen Johnson. I think I really think Ryan Poles doesn't like when the players. He's the one with the checkbook. He wants to be shown the reverence. Um, he doesn't like when players start talking about money and contracts. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Bob. I appreciate you. I mean, just because a player is talking about money and contracts, and I think the way that Jalen Johnson has done it and gone about it is that I think it's been mostly civil. Obviously, there's a trade request in there, but it wasn't like a trade demand. You have to trade me or otherwise I'm going to sit out the rest of the season. Right, I think it's right. been largely civil. And if you think about some of the friction that we've seen between players in front office or players and coach so far, ever since Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus have taken over, it feels like a lot of it's been smoothed over in a lot of instances. I mean, remember Jalen Johnson? He was running with the twos when Matt Eberflus yeah. took over. Yeah. And, and Tevin Jenkins, he's been shuffled around. Tevin Jenkins and Jalen Johnson have been two of your best players this season. And I think, and I'm hoping that Ryan Poles rewards both of them. We're keeping our eyes on all the action going on week 16 in the NFL. As we get ready for the network pregame show, Sylvie, Lance, and Dion inside Gato live from Soldier Field coming up in six minutes right here on ESPN 1000. Heading towards halftime, the Falcons lead 10-7 over the Colts. The Titans up 10-3 on the Seahawks. 44 seconds left in the second quarter of that one. 
Lions up 17-7 on the Vikings. Under a minute to play in the first half of that game. Commanders, Jets. This is a blowout in favor of the Jets. 20-7, even though Washington just scored. Extra point good. 27 Jets over the Commanders. The Packers are up big on the Panthers. 23-10. Browns up 22-7 on the Texans. And Tyler... What is Joe Flacco up to today? He's looking like he's going to have another 300-yard game under his belt. He's got 223 yards and two touchdowns so far, one of which is 75-yarder to Amari Cooper. So I don't know who turned back the clock, but he looks like, I mean, he has plugged and played inside that offense about as well as any of these backups that you could have asked. He's, I mean, this was a guy who was on the couch five weeks ago and all of a sudden has come into the league. And given the state of injuries in the league, he's been a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. It's so surprising, and especially, you know, last week against the Bears, we saw the graphic like for a team to be uh, an eight or nine win team with four different quarterbacks. That doesn't happen. No, usually that's, teams, good coaching. that's great coaching teams with the quarterbacks coming in and out of the lineup. Those teams are loser teams. Yeah, this is a mm-hmm. winning football team. And Flacco is outstanding again today as the Browns are up 22 to seven on the Texans. Uh, they're at the two minute warning in Houston. I scoring so, day in the league. It is. There's a lot of points being put up on the board. There's not too many games and there'll be three games in the three o'clock window as we get set for Cardinals and the Bears. Uh, thank you to Tyler Aki for filling in for Abdallah today. Jack McGrath and Sean Graney for producing today's show on a Christmas Eve. Guys, thanks for working on the holiday. Appreciate you. And also, thank you for putting up with uh, my voice today. This has been... Uh, I'm a gamer. I, I'm you trying are to a get gamer, through. And I respect that. I'm tr- I'm because I respect through. that, I'm, I'm happy to be here for you. Uh, I'm trying to get through, but thank you uh, for filling in for Abdallah today. As we uh, set ourselves three minutes out from the network pregame show, Sylvie, Lance, and Dion coming up live from Soldier Field in three minutes. How do you think this plays out today for the Chicago Bears against the Cardinals? The Bears win today, and I think they win by at least a touchdown in this one. I look at all the conditions right now are set up for Justin Fields to have a big day today. You've got a defense that doesn't put a lot of pressure on you, and you've got ideal weather conditions to throw the football. I think Justin has a big day today. I agree. I think the defense is pissed off from what happened last week. I think the defense comes out and they crush. I think the Cardinals only get 16 points, and the Bears give you 31. Wow. Bears win 31-16, a feel-good win on the holiday, and hopefully it puts them on track to get to eight wins. I think that will be a massive improvement from what we saw heading into this season. Bears football coming up, the network pregame show. Sylvie, Lance, and Dion live from Soldier Field is next. The new home of the Chicago Bears.